So I got successfully microchipped by Moderna. My arm was sore for two days. Damn Two more, and then I'll fully be microchipped by Bill Gates and George Soros, and I can order Amazon Deliver with my mind. Yes. Isn't that what we are all looking forward to? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Get your vaccine, people, so that you can order shit with your mind. Bruh, so many people would just be having shit show up, like, that they didn't even remember they fucking ordered. Like, they would just be scrolling and see an ad and be like, I want that. And then all of a sudden, there's a charge on their credit card, and, like, a fucking dog shows up at the, the front door. Like, yeah, you ordered this puppy. Don't you remember? You thought about it really hard last weekend. And it's just yeah, because like, I'm thinking also, like, in Futurama, they made a joke about like, having, like, dream advertisements. So I'm thinking, that would be suck. I'm in the middle of a good dream, and then here I am in a 30-second unskippable ad. I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't care about my health insurance. <laughs> I'm going to go back with, like, feeding my Charmander and running away from this guy trying to kill me. Exactly. Like, what? I was having a good time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome back to Conversational Millennials. This is Nikki Ali. <laughs> and I'm Del Mars. Um, get your vaccines, people. Um, <laughs> the other day, the God Twitter account said, only get the vaccine if you're absolutely sure that you want to live. And I said, that's why God is on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what we need to hear. Yes, God said, let there be vaccines and the good book. I'm pretty sure a lot of quote-unquote Christians don't read the Bible anyway. God, that's for next week, though, guys, because, like, if y'all forgotten, Easter is next week. I know that my family forgot at least 12 times. (laughs) I had to tell them I forgot. Like, I had to look it up on my company thing. I was like, do I have Good Friday off? And lo and behold, I do. So don't know what I'm going to be doing that day because I'm not (laughs) Catholic. But, like, anymore, but something yeah um, i was raised in the baptist community my father's not really big on religion only out of respect if i go back to the islands i go to church or want to go visit my mom's side of the family because both my grandfathers are preachers <laughs> one second baptist the other one church of christ that kind of like they're doing britain so out of respect i go but personally i'm thinking whatever as long as it makes you a better person that's all i care about indeed Speaking of people who are trash and using God to cover up their trash tendencies, <laughs> Derek Jackson. <laughs> Black men don't cheat, Derek Jackson. Action packing Jackson. That's right. Cheated on his wife this week and uh, admitted it to us all in a poorly executed video where he held his wife's hand the entire time and made her look like a fool. And which inspired so many spoofs, so many spoof videos <laughs> of so many couples just just doing gender swaps of it, um, making. And then he it. made another video of him reacting to that confession video. I'm thinking, how narcissistic can you be? Ah, uh, listen. Since we're still in Ladies History Month. I don't want to make this too much about Derek Jackson. The The only thing I really want to like say about it is like, will y'all please stop clowning his wife? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, like leave her alone. Damn. Like she already got cheated on. Uh how many mistresses do you say he had? Three? Well, well, there's three confirmed one, but it's probably uh confirmed that he probably been cheating on her since their whole 10-year marriage. Exactly. She's been cheating on for 10 years, y'all. Like she don't need you to make fun of her bonnet and her army pajamas okay i mean i do have some opinions i'm not sure if either a she's so mentally checked out of this marriage and this relationship that she doesn't care mm-hmm. thinking i don't care i'm not gonna put in the effort or whatever because you see previous pictures of her she was like a beautiful woman mm-hmm. very put together she wore makeup got her hair perfect but now it just seems like she doesn't care and or could be b she was taking a nap and thinking, hey, yo, wake up. We need to secure the bag. Like, oh, let me go get something. Like, no, 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 you look great. You look great. Mm-hmm. There's a meme going around of what, what is that show? Um, Rick and Morty. Like, you know where Morty like makes that face when he gets up out the bed? <laughs> like, because he gets Ooh. woken up. They basically colored it black and put a bonnet on top of his head. And it was like Derek Jackson was calling his wife like, hey, babe, come through the video with me real quick. <laughs> yeah, and the details of the affair kind of makes me really afraid for his wife because I was because uh this YouTuber, ta- this blogger called Tasha K, mm-hmm. she actually interviewed some of the mis- well, some of the mistresses, and they said a lot of times he keep telling the mistresses all the same thing, like, oh, we're separated, um, but we're working on the marriage. And uh another time, like, because one of them was named Nicole. Another one was named Nikki. Uh, she didn't want to give her name out because, you know, she's a surgeon, so she got that bag bag. Yeah, yeah, girl. Um, She doesn't have social media. She said how she was buying perfume and he, and the, he gave some stupid-ass excuse thinking, oh, my friend's mom smelled the perfume on me when I hugged you. Uh, what's the name of the perfume? And he bought her alien perfume, but she looked at the receipt. He actually bought two bottles of alien perfume, mm-hmm. one for her and then one for his wife. So therefore she won't smell the perfume on him. And like after he made that video of him confessing of the uh, mistresses, he actually started texting her again. And he actually got one of the mistresses pregnant, the surgeon pregnant. Mm-hmm. and he said oh no don't abort it uh keep the baby i need to go just keep put off the um abortion uh appointment so i can think about what to do because you know i want it and then she realized okay that's bad and i think she i'm not sure if she kept it or probably went ahead with it mm-hmm. and also he was a sex addict and like after her operation she wanted to go get dicked down by action Paction jackson i mean <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, my let's say you're in a surgery. My surgery just went off to go get dicked down by this dude. Bruh. You know, like, my whole thing is like, with men who feel like they need to cheat, why? Like, why <laughs> don't you just like, why don't you just get into, it's so normal now, like to just, or it's more normalized. I won't sit up here and act like it's super freaking normal for people to get into open relationships with people. But like, cha, it's not that hard. Like, you just got to look a little harder. Like for a woman who's like, yeah, bro, you can go and fuck as many girls as you want. But I'm gonna fuck as many guys as I want. So like, hey, oh, bye. Like, and we could come back here at night and, you know, I mean, if you're polyamorous and thinking that's the big thing about communication, but I'm just thinking if you're lying to people, you're just violating someone else because you're bringing certain things into the relationship, like extra people, maybe broken hearts, STDs. Yeah. It's just like, 
for me, it's just kind of like y'all can like clown Derek Jackson all you want. That's fine. Cause it's hilarious to me. I, and I will admit I was one of the people that used to watch him and, but I fell off like a couple years ago. And so like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is funny to watch this man fall from grace. You deserve it. But like, you don't have to, y'all don't have to clown this woman. Like you, she, she didn't ask to be cheated on you know like yeah but i guess also to play devil's actor she's also the one staying with them i mean that's true but like still there are plenty of women who've been cheated on who stay with their men who don't deserve to be ridiculed just because that's the choice that they made because you know for a lot of women it's like well especially she's been with him 10 whole years i don't know how long she's known about these other women but like to be with somebody 10 whole years some people don't want to start over all over again with another person to potentially be in the same situation so i can understand i'm not saying like personally that i could see myself doing it at this point in my life no you cheat on me i find out goodbye like all your stuff is going to the left like beyonce said out the door okay yeah it also depends because it seems like a lot of people because i also watch a lot of videos like looking at her posts on her because she loves her husband and she I guess she kind of has like low self-esteem because mm-hmm. she said she kind of comes like a broken childhood they had a father and mm-hmm. kind of like oh he I'm his wife and he's this perfect wonderful guy that she kind of like puts on a pedestal metaphorically and literally mm-hmm. and she said I look at other women um how he treats other women I hate the fact that my daughters are dark skin and mm. different things so I'm thinking there's a lot of issues there I do wish she can probably get some help for her because it seems like she has a lot of well self-esteem and I'm guessing kind of like I have this super attractive spouse and then there's me looking like this so I'm guessing it's kind of like a balance so she just feels like I don't deserve to be with him so mm. I'm just thinking there's a lot of well a lot of self-esteem so she kind of puts up a lot so someone with like low self-esteem in a dangerous situation and then now she's broadcasting it for everyone because i guess she didn't ask to be famous but being with Derek jackson uh you're kind of putting yourself out there so you're with a bigger so you're kind of opening yourself up to more scrutiny so i'm just thinking yeah. probably like you've seen all these negative comments coming in so thinking okay i'm kind of internalizing it yeah. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, I said the same thing when I was with my ex-husband that I blamed everyone except my partner. Mm-hmm. Thinking, oh, I blame other women. I blame uh, challenges, uh, sometimes the devil. Mm-hmm. But thinking, not just blame him because he's trash. As attractive as he is, he's trash. Yeah, girl. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean... In knowing all that, though, like, I I think that they, at the end of the day, we can come to, like, she, at the end of the day, is a victim. Like, we can assume. Right. Now, I don't know if this girl has also cheated on this man. It sounds like she has not. But, girl, go ahead. No. <laughs> Just kidding. But, like, um, yeah, like, and for all of the guys, there have been some jokes like like and some of them are funny but there have been some jokes like circulating around about like you know um nevadius aka future aka the um the head of the Illumin negros um <laughs> and their society of cheating man was excited because he was like oh yes they've taken down Derek jackson and it's like i, I 
I understand it because like dudes were like, I always told y'all that like he wasn't shit. But like at the same time, it's just kind of like, why are y'all like celebrating the fact that he hurt this woman, that somebody who women thought that they could actually take advice from like a man who wasn't like out here kind of posturing himself to be like a jerk or like, you know, like, I don't know, like could sympathize with him. Why are y'all celebrating that so much? Like, I think like, that's the problem. Like a lot of women have with this, like, like discounting the women who like actually followed him and thought he had great advice. Like, we like the rest of us were like well he seems like one of the good ones and like now to like you know kind of learn that all of this about him it's just kind of like well that sucks but like to have men like just just kind of like celebrating the fact that like this man is trash only like communicates to women oh so y'all are all trash because you're you're literally up here celebrating the fact that one of the few men that we you're men will kind of like sit up here and be all like oh we're not all like that but now you're like sitting up here celebrating the fact that like one like a man that we thought was okay like is 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 turns out to be trash like how does that make you look though sir that's my that was one of my issues with it it's like fine if you don't like him fine if you knew that he wasn't yes okay he did like put men down in like his videos a little bit but like why why are y'all now also like i can't wait till we tear down any of the other good men y'all think are out here too why do you all want to be trash so badly that's what i want to know i answer me that damn it what is the reason why would it be crazy what was the reason what's the reason well, i guess it just falls from grace which is just hilarious i'm thinking a lot of these men just speak from experience kind of like okay and I guess anytime people put themselves in the face of authority, they just kind of have some demons in their closet, like whether it's Derek Jackson or even Steve Harvey thinking, okay, he's giving out rules to women on how to behave around men, but thinking, but you're equally a trash cheating on all your wives. Hey, listen, I understand. But I guess, it's, I think it's mostly just shouting for you. Yeah, that's true too. But then my I'm like yes laugh at his pain that's fine but like also don't like my whole thing is like fine laugh at his pain but like don't go out here because my brother did the same goddamn thing to me when he found out about it he was like I told you that negro was no and I'm like okay fine but like why are you so why are you so excited to spread it around damn it like Jesus Christ like find something else to do with your life don't you have a job right <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do y'all want us to hate you? <laughs> That's all I'm trying to figure out. So listen, Derek Jackson and Jason Collier, y'all find some help, damn it. And not Dr. Phil, because Dr. Phil ain't doing nothing for nobody. All right? <laughs> listen, I watched part of the interview that he had with Jason talking about how he's went through a lot of traumatic experiences as a police officer bitch that's what therapy is for okay like go get yourself a goddamn therapist instead of trying to marry two women at the same time while having a wife and dating 12 other women that's what you need to do like that like i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand it but maybe i'm not meant to hmm. anyway that's enough about men that want us to hate them uh Let's move on to our real topic of shouting out ladies. 
exactly. It's the last week of Women's History Month. And probably we can do like a little rapid fire of different like ladies, because I feel like we need to understand where we come from to know where we're going and also recognize the women that kind of spread the path to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go, 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 go. Okay. So I'll go first. And first, I want to recognize Tarana Burke. She was the activist from the Bronx. She actually started the Me Too movement. She's a Black woman. So of course, anytime there's a movement, it's always hijacked by someone else. But I don't want to recognize the work because she used the Me Too movement to help other women with similar experiences stand up for themselves. Because especially with sexual harassment, that's not always being uh, worked with because she... Let me go back to go to the start of the Me Too movement. Hang on for a moment. Because mm-hmm. she actually organized the phrase Me Too back in 2006 on MySpace to promote empowerment through empathy among women of color who've been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. So she moved to Selma and raised a single parent. She and she also created a documentary titled Me Too when she was inspired to use the phrase after being unable to respond to a 13-year-old who's been confiding in her that she's been sexually assaulted. She said later she wished to simply told the girl Me Too. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, okay, I've been in this situation before. And it's like, Me Too, I have. I'm thinking being catcalled mm-hmm. or being uncomfortable at work. Mm-hmm. Thinking, girl, Me Too. Me Too, girl. <laughs> And then it kind of grew up to a bigger, and then went on a bigger stage with Harvey Weinstein in 2015. So that's, I guess, when it became mainstream. And then Rose McGowan became the face of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's really, it took off and it's still around today. Indeed. One of the most controversial things that doesn't need to be controversial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's also the Hem Too movement. Mm. But I mean, it started to be um, men who've been sexual harassed, but then it got hijacked by like people uh, defending Brett Kavanaugh in October 2018. I'm thinking if you want to talk, but then it changed its original meaning from like men who we're suffering sexual harassment, which is important because it does need mm-hmm. to be talked about because mm-hmm. hurt people end up hurting other people. And then it just can hold to just men who've been falsely to been to men that's been accused of sexual assault or been accused of sexual assault, which isn't really good. I mean, false allegations suck ass. Well, I'm just think it's more important to probably take care of the victims who have been accused and probably get their day in court. So Indeed. yeah. They always gotta ruin things, bro. Like, and that's why people don't take uh, uh, allegations that men bring forward of assault as seriously because you have these people who will just hijack these well-meaning hashtags and movements and things like that and make it about like defending trash, basically. Like Brett Kavanaugh, really? That's what? That's who y'all decided to die on a hill for? Okay. <clears throat> Couldn't be me, sis, but all right. Do you have anything else about her? Yeah, so 
I think memorize. So I'm guessing if you want to talk about me too movement, you definitely need to have Tarana Burke's name in your mouth when you talk about me too and sexual assault. So mm -hmm. and and how much you raise. So yeah, I think that's much talk about that. Now I'm just mumbling now. I know, right? It's also a touchy subject, so it's fair. Um, Okay, another a lady that I have that we talk about on this podcast a lot is Meg the Stallion. Yes, we you want to be our best down girl. <laughs> Meg, are you listening? <laughs> be our best friend. Um, yeah, she recently just won how many Grammys? Was it three? Yeah, she was also the first person, well, since Warren Hill to win Best Rapper Award. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, girl. And her face was so, like, wholesome when she won. I said, OMG, Meg, that's the cutest face ever. I love it. But, yes, like, Meg the Stallion is our girl. We love her. We love what she's out here doing for rap and the rap girls. Yeah, I mean, she practically won uh, 2020. I mean, with Body, WAP, Savage. I mean, I listened to all the remix, even the major laser remix of Savage. It was good. Like, she, she's good. And what I need y'all to stop doing is misgendering her because that's upsetting to me and my girls. Um, yeah, because it is frustrating to thinking, oh, she's tall because she's manly. I'm thinking tall height's not exclusive to men. Yeah, like I don't get misgendered. Y'all need to y'all. What y'all need to do is just admit that one, you're jealous because <laughs> Meg the Stallion and I are the same height. I think she's five nine, right? Yeah, I'm also five nine. I've never been misgendered for a man before in my life. So a, you need to admit that you're you're jealous men on the internet, and two, you need to admit that you're colorist as fuck because I'm pretty sure if it's like a a tall, like, light-skinned girl was, like, shaking up the rap game. Now you wouldn't have anything to say. Yeah, because so someone pointed out, like, Taylor Swift is also tall. I mean, let me go look at how tall she is, but... um, And, like, nobody is out here to, uh, calling this white girl a man. Like... But, like, Taylor Swift is 5'11". She's taller than Meg the Stallion. She's... She what's there's nothing higher than a stallion in horse things, I think, but she too is a stallion and y'all are not out here calling this woman a man. So what I need y'all to do is stop trying to act like uh, she has features that are no, you're colorist and you need to go sit down somewhere. Meg the stallion has more body yaddy yaddy and like the features to kill than you would in your whole pinky. OK, so. Yeah. <laughs> And she's aggressive. I think she does like, I guess there's like a backlash to like women taking back the uh, rap game like Cardi B. Mm -hmm. I mean, thinking, oh, you need to think about the women because I'm thinking, I mean, Candace Owens went for her and she said, oh, I'm just trying to be like our former first lady using my walk to get into a better position. Listen. So, I mean, there was also a tweet, but they went back and forth. So I'm just thinking, okay, so women using their looks and everything, capitalizing on their looks, you don't like that? I'm thinking, and she admits that she doesn't make music for kids. She's not going to like high schools and children to indoctrinate them, thinking you will like WAP 
here's right. pornography. I mean, she doesn't even play for her own kids and thinking that's not her job to raise your kids. Exactly. Like if y'all can't keep a leash on your kids about what they do and do not consume as far as the media, then that's your own problem. Take some parenting classes. Get out of my face. <laughs> um. So like, I need y'all to just like stop making up excuses for your jealousy. Just admit that you ain't got it like Meg and move on. Like I, I don't have it either. Like I, but I'm not out here hating. Okay. I'm just like, Meg's going to do her and Nikki Alley is going to do her. <laughs> like just. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, shout out to Meg. Mm. All right. Who's next on your list? Belmont? Yes. I also want to give a shout out to a uh, tennis legend, Billie Jean King. Ooh. Yeah, so she actually was won the Battle of the Sexes against the male tennis player. They also made a movie based on the same name. Uh, let's see her accolades. She's been an advocate for gender equality and long been a pioneer for equality and social justice. She beat, oh, Bobby Riggs, 55-year-old Bobby Riggs in tennis. I need to go watch that match. Get it. She's also the founder of the Women's Tennis Association, the Women's Sports Foundation. She was also instrumental in persuading like Cigarette Virginia Slims to sponsor women's tennis in the 1970s and went on to serve on the board of their parent company, Philip Morris. Though I'm not big on cigarettes, I can understand how big it was in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. so i'm thinking it's great that advertisers say hey there's money in women's sports so being a pioneer and that's really wonderful mm-hmm. and she also won the greatest women tailors of all time along with serena williams which i'll probably get to next exactly because you can't- and she also gets respect she also gets respect where respect is due and also gives shout outs to serena williams and other women that came perform because women's tennis is actually quite interesting to watch it is. I don't know why y'all don't want to watch these women just like kick these people's asses. I'm so fun. <sighs> yes. Well, thank you, Billy Jean. Billy Jean is. Is that what that song is based off of? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about Serena. <laughs> okay. Serena Williams, because I remember watching her with my grandma back when Serena was rocking the braids with the beads. It made me want to get beads as a kid. Yes, child. Because she's the former number one women in single. She's won 23 Grand Slams, the most of any player of the open era and the second most of all time behind Margaret Court. And the Women's Tennis Association, founded by Billie Jean King, ranked her as number one in singles on eight separate occasions between 2002 and 2017. She reached number one ranking the, for the first time in 2002. On her sixth occasion, she held a rank of 186 consecutive weeks, tying to record by Steffi Goth. In total, she's been number one for 319 weeks, ranked the third in the open air among female behind Groff and Martina Navratilova get it and she's fine yes <laughs> and, and also like you said make that stop misgendering her yes oh my gosh and like stop that whole thing where like they they literally compared her to like a child throwing a tantrum on the please as if i believe for one second that serena like literally threw a tantrum on a field that woman is 
potentially the greatest tennis player of all time. Why would she need to do that? Why? Yeah, and they also point out the blatant sexism many times, how many times, like, men throw a fucking hissy fit and break their racket, and no one, like, says, like, oh, they're childish or they're ape-like or anything else. Y'all need to deal with this colorism issue like you really do because there is no reason why Serena should be anything should come out of your mouth about Serena except what a great athlete or what a great mom or wow she's ethereal. <laughs> yeah, and also it also inspires me to probably start lifting up weights because I'm thinking with women that do get muscular, thinking, oh, you're manly. I'm thinking, nah, she's fine. Yes. She was wearing a dress the other day with Olympia and they were doing some sort of dance. And oh my God, I died. I was like, it's so cute. She looks so good. Her and Olympia just out here slaying the girls, stepping on their necks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all are just jealous. Just admit you're jealous and go. Just do that. It would be yes. I mean, because if I had a body like that, I would not know how to act. <laughs> Listen, I would be out here flaunting it all the time. Uh, y'all would y'all would hate me. Y'all would hate me. You would be like, oh, that girl constantly just out here showing off, bitch. <laughs> I mean, and also she does have good sportsmanship as well. Because when Nami Osaka won her first challenge, thinking congratulations, you worked hard on it. So she's also giving up toward the future generation of tennis. Exactly, which brings us to Naomi Osaka and Coco Guaf. Oh my god, what a match! I remember like it was happening in the middle of like work and like I almost like was like I'm just gonna ditch work and watch this whole entire (laughs) tennis match because I mean I was like simultaneously mad that it was two black girls going up against each other but simultaneously I was always like yes yes we love the tennis match back and forth so much talent (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking sweet so number one is gonna be black and number two is gonna be black I'm thinking okay it's great well, right. I guess I also want to give her props to her ablation side, but I also know she identifies as black because a lot of people keep going back and forth like, oh, she's she's Japanese. No, she's black. I think she's both. Yeah. Let the be both. Let the children be both. I believe the children are. But yes, like, no, Naomi uses her platform, uh, usually uses her platform. I know she uses Twitter a lot, but to, like, raise up... Uh, um, you know awareness. um because i also know when she wears her mask when she plays she has like say her name brianna taylor's name george Floyd's name when she wears it so i'm thinking kind of like um athletes using their platforms athletes really really nice so i'm thinking stand up for what you believe in exactly and like it also gets international attention i mean obviously as the united states um we often end up on other in nations news because we're stupid over here but like (laughs) um I remember when she did that whole when she did her Black Lives Matter movement mask and like she ended up on a Japanese like several Japanese television stations and they were like we didn't know anything about this like this is really she's spreading awareness and I was like they think it's great like she's she's we stand we stand a queen that just like you know, raises awareness for the people and also is super talented. Exactly. And Coco is just the next rising star. Everybody knows that. Mm. Yeah, so so many young Black girls coming in there. So it kind of creates a pattern. Mm-hmm. 
So thinking, oh, who you're betting on with Serena and Naomi? I'm thinking, I'll be happy if either one of them win. I'm thinking exactly. one is like their turn on the champ, and then one's the future of tennis, and I'm here for it. Exactly. As Issa Rae says, I'm rooting for everybody Black. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter who wins. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. Are we in the middle of tennis season? You know I didn't know that. Yeah, we're also in the, well near the end of March Madness. U of H, I think, made it to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Coco is um, the youngest player ranked in the top 100 by the Women's Tennis Association and has a career-high ranking of number 35 in the world in singles and number 42 in doubles. So are you paying attention? Pay attention. <laughs> Coco is here and she's coming for y'all. My goodness. All right, let's yeah. let's go to the next. You know who we didn't add on this list? Issa Rae. Let's just throw oh, yes. I absolutely love Issa Rae because I remember watching her in college with her awkward black girl. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is new. This is nice. I never seen like um black girls portrayed so <laughs> well, I wouldn't say mediocre. I'm just thinking not doing their best because I'm thinking they're either Oh, really, really bad. Thinking Tyler Perry, I'm on crack. Save me, Jesus. Or the wigs are bad. Beyonce pictures. I'm thinking they never really talk about the awkward ones that are bad at dancing, don't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. So in between jobs and relationships. Mm-hmm, me. He's just, yep. Us. <laughs> and I even love Insecure because I just love the outfits. I'm thinking, dang, they look good in heels and the colors and everything. Makes me want to go to LA. Right. But then I was like, I'll stick out like a sore thumb. Um, <laughs> this girl is not from here. Where is she from? I mean, you're probably standing out from being from Texas because I remember there's another guy from Caleb, the actor that played. I don't, I don't think his name is Caleb, but he. But it also gives good talking points and thinking, okay, uh, are you comfortable with like a man who experiment with bisexuality or would you ever wait on a man uh, to get to a better position or kind of like building up um, someone else and then someone else experience the fruits of your labor. So I'm thinking, dang, and kind of see a contemporary black show. It's really nice. I know. Same thing with like grownish because you never seen like shows I'm showing college life, usually just high school. And I'm thinking high schoolers don't act like that. Right. Like y'all got a whole bunch of like 20 something year olds playing high schoolers. And you want me to believe that they don't have acne and like they're not freaking out over what test they have to take like next week. Y'all, you yeah. need to stop. I mean, I mean, I watched a little bit of grownish. I mean, from one side, they kind of get understand like some people need to pay student loans and how they're going to pay for it and kind of classism. But downsides that not everyone's looking fresh. And sometimes they just miss the mark with like cultural appropriation and mm-hmm. also uh, people dressing sexy on social media and how would your friends handle it? Because if I post some a picture of myself in my sex in a sexy outfit would you thinking go girl thinking oh you need to be careful but you do you or something like that yeah no I would never say anything to Belmars if she decided to post a thirst trap on on social media I would like it and then I would say mm, in the comments <laughs> and I would move on with my life because you're an adult like you do what you want <laughs> yeah so seeing Issa Rae and also talking about different issues, because I also relate to her because we have a lot of things in common, kind of like she has a African dad, I have a Caribbean dad and a, uh, 
a mom that's from the U.S., my mom is from the U.S., and kind of how, like, that dad has that high standard, because when she was making her show Insecure, he's always pressuring her, thinking, so you're going to go to grad school, you're going to become a nurse, you can become a doctor, you know, applications are due next week, what about that, until she, like, made it to, like, uh, NPR, thinking, okay, I know my dad fucks with NPR, so he know that I made it. Get it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Mm. I just have two like small town ass parents. <laughs> That's all. And kind of like being grown up being called talking white. So I grew up with that thinking, oh, you sound so white. Thinking, no, I'm just was raised around white people. And then as I got older, I was raised more around black people. So sometimes I speak in slang. Yeah, it's I don't. I obviously I don't like that like when people talk about like what the like talking white and talking black it's just like girl there's no such thing as either like if y'all don't stop saying that shit like I was I was raised on phonics okay I read (laughs) books all right my only friends were fictional characters so of course I know how to speak like this because I like the dictionary okay (laughs) it doesn't mean and like y'all also need to understand like we were taught very early on how to code switch bitch like i do code switch like my daddy is a sale is in sales like do you know every time that man answers the phone it's like his whole entire body does a thing and he's like hello this is blah, blah, blah. and it's, it's like who the fuck are you where did your voice go so of course we learned how to like code switch into into whiteness which is not really whiteness it, you don't there are white people that I've met that sound less educated than my ass. And they went to like whole entire like Ivy League schools. That doesn't mean anything. Y'all need to yeah. And me. Stewie, when she was working at Old Miss, said how many times a lot of people come in stupid as fuck, get into medical school because their daddy knows someone. They come from old money. Exactly. What Belmar said earlier, being able to trace your people back to old ass money. That's white people. <laughs> I mean, there's some black people that could trace themselves back to old money, and some of them happen to be black Republicans. So I guess that's the birth of that. I need to go talk to Stewie about that, about black elitism. Exactly. Classism. It's an interesting topic, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there ain't no such thing as talking black, y'all. I talk country as fuck, but that doesn't mean that that's talking black. That just means my parents are country as fuck. Yeah, and I also like to use the uh, uh, YouTuber, Timothy De La Ghetto. Well, he goes by Tim Chantaransu now because he uh, he wants to go by his full Thai name, which is a fun name to say. And he kind of quotes unquote sound black, but he, that's what he's been raised around by like black and Latino and like Southern California. So that's the way he naturally talks. Mm-hmm. So he's not hijacking anything. That's just how he sounds. But yes, like that's the, so we love Issa. Basically, that's the that's the bottom line, y'all. Well, I love how we're just inserting like things that we hate in here. Like we love these women and the things they bring up. Um, and also, I want to move on to one of my favorite, Frida Kahlo. Yes, Frida. With so, putting hair on women since. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you've probably seen it, she's the woman with the unibrow and somewhat of a mustache. And she's famous for her self-portraits. I have like earrings of her and she's just absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She did a lot for 
she's regarded for an icon for Chicanos, feminism, and the LBGT, because growing up, oh, she's known for her bisexuality, like she was married to a man, but also she dated women. Um, dang it, I know she also dated a couple people in her life. So she comes from a German dad and a Mazita mother. So she mostly spent a lot of time in Mexico. Get it. See. Even though she stayed married, I know she had a lot of side people on the side because they had an open marriage. Get it. Let's see. And then, but she didn't really came back to popularity to like the 70s, the 80s, and 90s. So you see her face on fucking everything. Right, everything. I say you everything. She made yes. me feel like it was fine to have a mustache. Yes, and a unibrow. And a unibrow. Georgia O'Keefe? What about Georgia O'Keefe? Did they have a, did they have a thing? Ooh. Yeah, she had the thing with a couple of people. And now she had a thing for like one of the black spies of World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, she did the Danza Bonanza. I mean, oh, Josephine Baker. She and her had a thing too. I see that. I'm scrolling through this thing. She had a thing. Get it, girl. Oh, she had a Dolores Del Rio. Mm. Let's see. Izamu, no, that's a man. Nugoi, oh, she all over the place with her. She said, I'll take, I don't care what race they are. I don't care what, <laughs> get it, girl. Yeah, I like her. Because <laughs> yeah, she fought, sought to fought, define a Mexican identity and she's not a surrealist or a magical realist. And she painted about her experience in chronic pain. So a naive folk art style to explore the questions of identity, post-colonialism, gender class, and race in Mexican society. So she makes realism with her fantasies. So if you ever seen a portrait of her and thinking you're nice, and she's also been seen in the film Coco um, and other uh, art installations. So if you ever seen it and you, and she's also used an inspiration for LBGT people, especially uh, if you're Mexican, one of the icons. I know. Listen, I'm still scrolling down all her lovers. This girl got around and I love it. <laughs> Tina Madotti, Paulette Goddard, get it. Chavela Vargas, like that's a man, but it's fine. Like, oh my goodness. Yes, girl. She makes me want to go into a hoe phase. <laughs> I really have been like, side note, y'all. I really have been thinking about going into a hoe phase. Speaking of somebody in whole phases, this is not a good, this is not a good segue. I was just going to talk about Beyonce. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Beyonce had a whole face, but she should have. Because if you look like that, why are you not having a whole face? Because um, well, I guess she was also pretty traditional because I remember reading up on her first uh, a boyfriend who she dated for, I think, all the way from like middle school all the way up to high school well she dropped out of high school but I guess it also worked out for her because she's Beyonce Beyonce. and she said okay I want to wait until marriage to have sex and her career taking off his rap career wasn't so he cheated on her like with different women thinking okay I'm gonna break up with you and I meet this other guy and that Jay-Z and then it was all over yeah man once Jay-Z snatched her up it was like who else is there 
Um, all right. Uh, as you know, she recently just, how many awards do you have? 28 now? 28 Grammys? So many Grammys. <laughs> right. Yes. She has 28 Grammys. She's made Blue Ivy, who also has a Grammy and is potentially the youngest person, I think, to have a Grammy. Either youngest or the second youngest. Yes. She's one of the, the first, the pioneers blue ivy of being the youngest person to have a grammy and we like that um but besides that she's bootylicious um pretty sure she's been on the how many times i don't even know how many times she's been on the number one chart but probably every year that you who is listening to this has been alive so <laughs> you're welcome um she and probably also uh-huh. as a well i know you can probably attest to this as a singer but from what i know that she has like great vocal control because mm-hmm. they said when she was younger, her dad made her run like two miles, all at Destiny Child singing. So her voice would say uh, strong and vocal. So when she's like doing stomps, so her voice doesn't crack like, oh, 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 oh. So it's just like stable when she's just singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that people will commonly do when you play an instrument or when you sing is like to help you with breath control and like, singing from the right place because a lot of singers make the mistake of like singing from their throat and you're not supposed to do that you damage your vocal cords faster that way you're supposed to like kind of supposed to stand up straight first of all shoulders back and you're supposed to you you're supposed to sing for your diaphragm and so a lot of the times they will like make like in high school i used to play flute and they would make us run suicides if you if you've ever been in a sport or in a band you know exactly what the hell this is but for those who don't a suicides are when they make you run back and forth as fast as you can from one point to another several times until they say stop and then make you play your instrument right after so we would have to like run for like a solid five minutes back and forth like and then pick up a flute and try to play like a whole entire stanza and it would be like Oh my gosh. But yeah, she has great vocal control. She's only gotten better as she's gotten older, obviously. Like, and that is probably because she does, she trains like constantly. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and also, what I like about it, she's also a great businesswoman as well. Mm-hmm. So she takes like opportunity, like she performed, I think, for Uber instead of like asking for $2 million of fronting cash it's like okay just ask she wants them to pay two million dollars in their stock so that two million comes 10 million and also when she went to coachella she got paid eight million but then she also made that documentary homecoming so he makes even more money from that listen beyonce and beyonce's children's 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 are probably set for life like that's all i have to say like her generations to come set for life <laughs> yeah and i do wish i can get some of that ivy park but it's always fucking sold out always all the fucking time we need to become semi-famous belmars and get on beyonce's radar so she'll send us a box like for free, like she does to all her other celebrity friends who she likes. <laughs> oh, well, I guess also since we're mentioning Beyonce, I guess also another part of my culture is Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna, because that's how you say it properly, yes. right? Rihanna. Her first, her full name is Robin Rihanna Fenty. She's from Barbados, from St. Michael, where actually my family is from. And actually, fun fact about me, my father's house where he grew up is actually one street away from where Rihanna grew up. Get it? <laughs> Listen, we are only a few degrees of separation from Rihanna. 
<laughs> I mean, we're like, I realized, damn, we're 50 uh, degrees separated by Rihanna, Meg the Stallion, and Lizzo. Exactly. Can you like wrap your head? Wrap your head around it. <laughs> yeah. So she's known for the song Umbrella. Because I remember I first heard about her in Pundé Replay. Yeah. Is that, that how you pronounce it? Everybody was saying Ponda Replay. And I'm like, it could be Ponda Replay or Pundé Replay. Oh, maybe Ponda Replay. And she also brought like reggae and mainstream along with Drake. Um, so I think she made Drake sing music. Yeah. I mean, she's not making music as much she used to, but I think her last song or last album, Anti, was wonderful with the work, 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 work. And people make fun of it. I'm thinking it's Jamaican for toys. So don't be ignorant. Yeah. Listen, don't act like you haven't heard like other uh, uh, singers just sing the same word over and over again. It has no significance. Okay. Don't be out here making fun of our queen. All right. Yeah, they actually made her birthday a national holiday in Barbados, which is really nice. She's a cultural ambassador. Yes, and she's out here making skin products for you girls, makeup for you girls, a lingerie for you girls. I have some of it. It's very nice. (laughs) Yeah, actually, we'll love to try the lingerie because it's nice because I know, especially with those that are well endowed, it's compliments to them and it's also putting victoria's secret out of business so fuck victoria's secret that's right fuck victoria's secret what is your secret that you're no longer relevant girl get out of here <laughs> i think mean, that's what you get when you said oh we only want people that will sell the dream thinking big girls want panties too exactly so, big yeah. girls need panties bitch also you're in america which is one of the fattest countries in the world like get over yourself <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, they had Tyra Banks and a couple other angels and Carly Claus, but come on, man, get with the time. So I'm happy that she caters to different types of people. And also she's catering to men too, and plus size men. Exactly. Yes, I'd be going on the website. I'd be like, yes, we have menswear now. Get it, Rihanna. Um, But yeah, like we love Rihanna. We love her. Yes. Um... This is going to seem kind of weird, um, but I'm going to go to Beverly Cleary just because she's next on my list. And also she has recently passed. Rest mm. in peace, ma'am. Um, one of the greatest children's books writers. I feel like that was the worst sentence ever. Children. <laughs> she, she wrote children's books, y'all. She yeah. wrote a lot of Ramona and Beezus, Um, That's one of her more popular ones. Um, but she wrote a lot of children's series. And Belmars, I think you told me that it was because she was reading the children's books out at the time. She's like, these are trash. What? Yeah, because like a lot of when at the time she was reading books, she realized these books suck because they only get the ones from the UK and they're kind of like wimpy. So she became a librarian and the kids all felt the same way. So she started writing things that kids will like about like adventure and kids being snarky. Yes. And I think she was one of the first American authors to do that because I'm thinking a lot of American kids couldn't really relate. So, and she still has like that uh, humor up into her old age, I think of 102? Four, I think. Oh, four. I think I heard on the news the other day, yeah. 104 girl i said woo child you go ma'am yeah and especially with writing children's books because i'm guessing it's kind of stupid like no kid would realistically say that me as a former child mm-hmm. but still 
she wrote them and they were good so rest in peace to that woman thank you for all of the books that you have given children to relate to we really appreciate it i said we like i'm a child i'm a whole adult but i really (laughs) appreciate the fact that you wrote children's books for my potential future children to read even though i feel like i don't think i ever read a beverly cleary book I mean, this sounds shitty, but yeah, neither have I. But I did see them. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, huh, great. These books look cool. I know, right? But I think like, I feel like her her contributions were like a lot more beneficial for kids that like for people that are older than us, like potentially like Gen X or whatever. And like by the time we were around and we were reading kids books, there was so much for us to choose from. Like the girl was reading Magic School Bus. I'm sorry yeah i love magic school bus <laughs> and then like book versions of like anime because remember when i went to the book fair i bought a card captor sakura book oh i love card captor sakura <laughs> oh that shit was my shit on wb <laughs> oh what a great time um speaking of people okay i tried to segue but i lost it yeah. <laughs> I also want to rep Barbara Charlene Jordan, a.k.a. Barbara Jordan. She was a Democrat, was the first African-American elected to the Texas Senate after Reconstruction, the first Southern African-American woman elected to the United States House of Representatives. And she's known as the best known for her eloquent opening statement at the House Judiciary Committee during the impeachment process against Richard Nixon. As the first African-American, as well as the first woman to deliver a keynote address in 1976 Democratic National Convention. She also won the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and she was the first African-American to be buried in the Texas State Cemetery. So she uh, broke a lot of barriers. She also went to Texas Southern University. Mm -hmm. She went to law school at Boston University, and she also had a companion, uh, Nancy Earls, an educational psychologist. They stayed together between 1960 up until her death in 1996. So I'm just going to call a thing and thing and say she was a lesbian. Get uh, it. Probably not openly so because it was the time period, but I'm thinking I'm repping LBGT history. Get it, history. Um, speaking of people who were in politics, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg also rest in peace to that girl it's been um she died last year yes september 18th so her her anniversary will be later this year but we'll rep her now because she deserves it um she was an american lawyer and jurist who served in the associate justice of the supreme court of the united states from 1993 which is longer than we've been alive to 2020 (laughs) um she was nominated by Bill Clinton, um, and yes, she was one of the Democratic, I guess, jurists, um, and she was really known for, like, getting along with her. She has a, I think, it, what's his name, Scalia? Um, Justice Scalia? Scalia. She was she was known for getting along with that man, even though he's, he's like the exact polar opposite with her, which I like as a person who does not get along with anyone who is that. Now, I don't want to say I don't get along with people who don't agree with me, but like I don't I don't get along with people who are that far like to some some side like, you know, so the fact that she could work with that man and make policy with that man amazing because it couldn't be 
girl like it could yeah be. i mean if you're both serving for a lot thinking okay we need at least about some common ground that's right but um she's an advocate for gender equality and women's rights she's won many arguments before the supreme court um let's see um Ooh, yes and she she never she never retired y'all even though like listen she was she was old as hell she was born in 1933 okay then 2020 i don't feel like doing math right now but that's very old (laughs) and she was a workaholic and what i like about her and her husband relationship that he was always supportive of her like okay you can probably work and and she wasn't a good chef but her husband was Mm -hmm. so he's like and always supportive of her going to court because I heard a lot of guys may not be openly supportive. And I remember when they tried to make a movie on her life thinking, nah, this seems unrealistic. Can we make her husband not as supportive? It's just like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all really do want men to be trash. Like, (laughs) I don't understand. It's just like, yeah, she was she was great. Like, and and like later on in her life, like when she started getting a lot of recognition, she was a very like she was a symbol for women and girls everywhere to want to become lawyers, um, to want to be on the Supreme Court, to fight for gender equality. Um, and like that girl was healthy as fuck. Yeah. Like, I remember watching part of her documentary where she was like doing weights and shit and like she was doing planks and and I was like, girl, it's healthier than me. Oh my, I'm not going to live as long as Ruth Bader Ginsburg if I don't get my shit together. So (laughs) superwoman, she was great. Um, Not without her flaws, but who isn't? Um, And we miss her because they have not replaced her with anyone good. That's all I have to say. Um, (laughs) Oh man, who's next on your list? Okay, I want to add Maya Ying Lim or Maya Lin. Um, she in 1981, while she was an undergrad at Yale University, she achieved a national recognition where she won a national design competition for the planned Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. So she's thinking, okay, let's have the simple black design and with all the names written on it. A lot of people say, nah, can we make it white? Can we make it with pictures and make it with something else? She's thinking, no, let's just go with my original design. So when they saw it, they, it was this black marble that kind of went reflects off of it. So you kind of see yourself when you look at the memorial, but kind of inspire a whole, I guess, trend of like having memorials similar to like that where it's like black so it also uh, and also reflects with black marble and also inspired um the 9-11 memorial so you when you see it it's black it's simple and you can see your reflection on it when it's solemn mm-hmm. so because of Mylan, she made work like that as well mm-hmm. yes we love artists yeah, he said her intention was to create an open opening or a wound in the earth to symbolize the pain caused by the war and its magicalities. She said, a quote, I imagine taking a knife and cutting to the earth, opening it up and the passage of time that the initial violence and pain would heal. Mm-hmm. So it was certainly controversial and it was untraditional. And of course, why people, there's a lot of backlash at the time. They say, oh, we don't like this non-traditional design. You're Asian because fuck that guy. And she doesn't have that much uh, professional experiences. So she's thinking, okay, we'll just keep it and ended up being definitely poignant. Amazing. 
yeah. amazing. And it really stands to test the time. So it was an actual controversy when she got her design, but the backlash kind of uh, disappeared now. So now all the architectural kind of follow her design. Exactly. It's trendsetter. Yeah, for the Afghanistan wars, Iraq wars. And she said, have not held blind. So she said if the competition was not been blind, she probably wouldn't have won. So I'm thinking that sucked being a woman, especially an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, I think we all are well aware that. Yeah, because someone named whoever is Ross Perot called her an egg roll. So fuck you, Mr. Ross Perot. Yeah, fuck you. She made something poignant and beautiful. People will be trolls about the most idiotic things. And it's just like, bruh, go troll yourself in the mirror instead. Like, Jesus. It's like, nobody, nobody has time for this. Oh, my goodness. But that's that's great. I like that story. I like that story, Belmar. Um, let's see. Who do we have? Um, oh, yes. Speaking of people that have made I mean this is more personal but I included Tommy Ediemi I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong I think I've shouted her name out on this podcast before but she has written um the series Children of Blood and Bone um which is very good it's all black people um which I like because it's not something you see so much in YA uh novels like a lot of the times if you go to a bookstore right now, like, and you look at their, like, new arrivals for YA, 75% of it is going to be about a white girl who's different, but also somehow is mediocre as fuck with brown hair. And <laughs> are you describing Twilight? <laughs> oh, I could be describing a number of books <laughs> right now, but it's like, it's nice to see, like, representation that way and it's also a great way to learn more about like african culture it's like steeped in nigerian culture she uses yoruba i think i'm saying that right yoruba throughout the book many times um she introduces you to like cuisine and different cultural practices and traditions so i think it's i think it's really great and i would love to see and i hope that and i'm sure she has inspired like a lot more a lot of other women of color to like kind of come forth and create stories that are like similar to this that focus on you know other cultures and like introducing like younger audiences to broader topics like to where they they'll be interested in you know visiting like an African country or like visiting like traveling to a different place and like learning more about the world around them because representation as much as y'all bitch about it really does like matter <laughs> i'm sorry like I, I i have to say it like i know y'all are mad that like hallie is uh, yes that hallie is going to be ariel um for the little mermaid and like you're not gonna get your redheaded like like you know but uh, little girl little black girls need to see black women playing roles okay like yeah i'm thinking it's like with any disney legends i mean it's a story just one interpretation you still have your white aerials listen and then a lot of the times like i mean hans christian anderson i'm kind of like a a fairy tale nerd hans christian anderson would describe a lot of his like like characters like real 
like and she had the most glowing white skin but it's just kind of like that's all he fucking saw like he they lived in like fucking uh like norway and shit they lived in germany like in like the I don't even know when these are real, like the 1800s, the 1700s, like they, what else do they have to compare? All they know is white people. Like, who cares? <laughs> We're in 2020 now. Pretty sure if you go to 2021, I know what year it is. <laughs> if you go to Germany right now, like that's not what it looks like anymore. So you got to adapt with the times, people. Like we can't just keep retelling the same boring white person story over and over again. Jesus. Anyway, I'm done. Belmars, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I guess the classic Oprah Winfrey, the greatest interviewer of all time. Yes. So she, I'm thinking, is the queen of TV. I remember when it was the Oprah show, and I remember when she was giving away cars, yes. and we we're like kids and younger, and, and my sisters and Stewie and I were like, you know, we need to get on the show. Right? Like, it. how do I get in this goddamn audience so I too can win a car? <laughs> yeah, oh so she's dubbed the queen of all media, the richest African-American of the 20th century, and North America's first Black multi-billionaire, been ranked the greatest Black philanthropist in American history, and by 2007, she was sometimes ranked the most influential woman in the world. I could see it. Yeah, because I remember when I was a kid back in fifth grade, uh, I we had to do a famous person, and I did Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I'm mad that I wasn't in that class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had to stand there, had a whole speech prepared and how I changed the world. So one interesting fact is that when she was born, her name was spelled Orpa. O-R-P-A-H on her birth certificate because I guess someone fucked it up and but people start calling it mispronouncing just calling her Oprah thinking okay I'll just stick with Oprah yes girl it sounds so much better <laughs> names really do have power I don't know if y'all know names are really really powerful like just like the this is totally off topic but like for instance like chet hanks like uh i don't know if y'all have ever heard of him but he's tom hanks son that he should probably disown um and he's a total chet like he is the epitome of like a fuck boy white boy but that's because his name is chet like what did y'all expect to happen to him like he literally like is talking about a white boy summer and it's like brah we have had white boy summers for years like we don't want any more white boy summer centuries decades millennia <laughs> yeah like i'm tired of white boys and their summers <laughs> jesus and so like but hello his name is chet what else is he gonna think about he's a white boy anyway moving on yeah um, so i guess she was misspelled and i guess she was born she was born to a vernita lee she was an unmarried teenage mother at the time so she was originally born in Cosico, mississippi oh not mississippi that's how you know the story's about to be bad everybody knows that oprah's life like young childhood life was terrible but like the fact that it starts off in a small town in mississippi you're like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> And then she moved to an inner city neighborhood in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where her mom was like less supportive. That's when she, her grandmother took, uh, uh, took care of her life. So she also had a younger half sister named Patricia who died to cocaine addiction oh. in February, 2003. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Oprah's life in the beginning sounds very depressing, to be honest. It is. Like, if you, like, I can't even recall everything, and that's probably because my brain is, like, too sad. Too sad. (laughs) Yeah, she was molested by her cousin. Then she also had a half-brother who died of AIDS in 1989. Mm -hmm. Goddamn. Yeah. So, I'm guessing... I'm going to go to a bit of the lighthearted stuff. She actually did a genetic test. Mm-hmm. Uh, she found that her matrina line originated from the Kapelp ethnic group in Liberia. And she's 89% Sub-Saharan African, 8% Native American, and 3% East Asian. Interesting. Yeah, but given the genetic markers, the East Asian could just be Native American. Because like with 23andMe, um, anytime you have like Native American, they might just record that as like Asian. Yeah, that's how, like, I have less than 1%, and I'm pretty sure it's Native American. Like, I, I highly doubt, even though I have gotten more than once, which doesn't make sense to me, people asking me if I'm, like, is some sort of East Asian, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? You can't see? Like, yeah. what about my face screams to you that I'm <laughs> some sort of East Asian? I'm not offended, but, like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? <laughs> I mean, with my niece's dad, Munchie's dad, um, he figured out he thought his ancestor was Italian, but ended up was Indian, Indian from India. So Munchie was going into school saying, I mixed with Indian. <laughs> Get it, Munchie. I love her. We need to have her on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she worked up at a local grocery store. She won Miss Black Tennessee Beauty Pageant. Of course she did. At age 17, she also attracted attention of local black radio station, which hired her to do the news part-time. She was working during her senior high school and first year college. She won oratory contest, which secured her full scholarship to Tennessee. She didn't deliver her final paper and she received a and received a degree until 1986, by which time she was a successful per, uh, television personality. So I'm thinking she was about to drop out of college, but then, you know, thinking, okay, I have this successful TV career. And that's when she was told, I remember when she went on to television, thinking, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have the face for television. Lies and deceit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was the first, the youngest newsaker and the first Black female newsaker at Nashville's. WAC, but now it's called WTVF TV, where she covered the same stories of John Tess. So she was removed as Oker, and then she was like demoted, and then she got to another show called People Are Talking. Then she relocated in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she had a television show called After Movies, and then it got renamed The Oprah Winfrey Show. And then do a full hour. First broadcast in September 8, 1986. So she syndicated, she brought the double Hugh national audience. So that's why I think she really took off. Yeah. Because they called her a roundhouse, a full course meal, brassy, loud, aggressive, hyper, lapple, bubble, soulful, tender, low down, earthy, and hungry. She may be known as the way to fill Donahue's jugular. God damn damn that's a what a what a description (laughs) i'm thinking thanks described me like that shit (laughs) what does a girl have to do to get described like oprah winfrey gets described yeah by tv columnist howard rosenberg say she's sharper she's witter genuine and far better attuned to her audience if not the world fucking have the dial on a number on speed dial yes girl 
So that's when she really took off. So this one, she kind of gave rise to people like Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, and some, and sadly, Jen McCarthy's anti-vax. So I guess it's the downside of Oprah. There is a couple of downsides. She has made people's careers who do not need to be made. Listen, and like, we love it, but though, because like white men depended on her to get their careers made. Okay, da 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 da, instead of the other way around. <laughs> yeah, so then she went on to win, like 2008. She in Discovery Communications got Discovery Health Channel. So she changed the Discovery Health Channel to the O Network, and now she has her own channel. The has her Oprah magazine. So I think after that, it really took off. Then she partnered up with Apple, and then she's known for her celebrity interviews, like with Michael Jackson in 1993. And then she did The Color Purple. She also helped out with the musical The Color Purple. Wait, how would you do a musical about The Color Purple? How many what? Musicals? I'm thinking there was a musical with The Color Purple. I'm thinking, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All I've seen is a play. I didn't know there was a musical. Yeah. And then she did rappers Ludacris, 50 Cent. And, but she said she also enjoys uh, uh, Kanye West, who I think got on her show. So she's known for her many uh, interviews. And I guess most recently with Megan, Duchess of Success, and Prince Harry in 2021. She also have food businesses. She partnered with Weight Watchers and then something known as the Oprah effect. I mean, anything that she touches turns to fucking gold. Thinking, God damn, you need to get me on Weight Watchers. Right. Greatest marketing tool ever. If you can get Oprah to back whatever the hell you're doing. And my favorite long-term friendship is her friendship with Gail King. Oh my goodness, Gail King, also a great interviewer. We will never forget her interview with Robert Kelly ever (laughs) in our lives. (laughs) Yeah, they said they've been best friends since their early 20s because King was also on the host of Gail King Show and she's an editor of O Magazine. Amazing. We, I want to be like Oprah and Gail when we get old, Belmars. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, would you would you have a Stedman? <laughs> Am I Oprah? I, you would be Oprah. I would probably be Gail. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. <laughs> you can have a Stedman. You can keep Verism in a separate house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Verism, I think he'll be probably be Stedman. I mean, I probably want to get married. But then I guess I get married, then I'll be Gail. But still, they're go- both gorgeous ladies. So uh, friendship like Gail King and Oprah will really be nice. And then she has other ones. Well, she dated John Tess. Who the hell? Okay. <laughs> Bruh. So she's close from Gail King. She was also long time with Maria Shriver. And also Maya Angelou. Of course. Yeah. She called Angelou her mother's sister friend. That's adorable. <laughs> God damn it. Can you just imagine like uh, Oprah and like Maya Angelou just having like a casual ass conversation about something? <laughs> yeah, but it turns me. into something just like so like 
religious and like <laughs> damn i'm thinking how it will be nice that like your grandma like maya andrew and oprah winfrey i'm thinking one i guess oprah being my bougie grandma like okay baby just go down to the store here take my credit card I'm thinking okay <laughs> granny oprah <laughs> and then later granny maya would give you like the best advice ever like you would just be like grandma should i date this boy and like she would just be all like she would recite a whole poem to you and you'd be like oh <laughs> so no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was praying on i mean the soul i'm thinking my soul will be so full and I, mean, I guess like uh journalist gail king since she has to be involved in that thinking we can research on this boy that's right she would have all the facts like the background like i will you would just say his name once i did a background check i don't know if you're gonna like everything on here <laughs> Oh, I want to interview him later. I'm just saying, do you want, do you want Oprah or me to do it? I mean, she'll be nicer. <laughs> yes. And with her religious views, she said that she's a Christian and she said, I have church with myself. I have church walking down the street. I believe in God force that lives inside of us. And once taps you into it, you can do anything. She said also doubt means don't. When you don't want to do, you do nothing until you do what you do know what to do and do nothing till you do what you do because the doubt is in your inner voice or the voice of God, wherever you choose to call it. It's your instinct trying to tell you something is off. That's how I found myself to be spiritually because that's your spiritual voice to say to you, let's think about it. So when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Thinking, goddamn, shit, I do wish that Oprah was my grandma and my Angelou and Gail King. All the black- I do have a great grandma, so- that's right me too but also Dion warwick and like <laughs> maya angelou and like gail king and like oprah winfrey could all be my grandmothers and i would be totally fine with that <laughs> and like patty labelle patty labelle would be the grandma that would feed me <laughs> um, i mean i guess we add like Whoopi goldberg i mean she'll be the grandma be tearing up <laughs> yes if i wanted to laugh i would go to Whoopi. um <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Uh, do you wanna, I want, I'm just gonna rapid fire go through the rest of these people, um, the rest of these famous people. Oh, and then we can, we can close it up with like women in our lives that or maybe like we're not the best, like as far as like we like them, but they still had an influence on us in some ways. Yes. So I'm going to say really quick, Chloe and Hallie, love them, want the best for them, really upset that they didn't win the Grammys. Um, Chanel Miller, who if you don't know who that is, I hate to like, she wrote a book, it's amazing, but it, she wrote a book basically about the whole entire uh, trial that she had because after Brock Turner um, raped her in, behind a trash can uh at Stanford University um I really hope that she one day she is separated from this kind of like tragedy and like is known really more for her eloquence and like just to her ability to write and like her ability to raise money and be a really great person um who else oh uh shout out to Regina King who did not get an Oscar nom but that is rude because I'm pretty sure one night in Miami is probably amazing um i haven't seen it but yeah she was amazing watchman she was amazing in the boondocks as Huey and riley mm -hmm, that's right all facts um but i will give a shout out to both of the women who got who were um nominated which is chloe 
Jow, I want to say that that's how you say her name. Um, and then Emerald Fennell, who are both the two uh, female directors who have been nominated this year for the Oscars. Um, Lena Hidalgo, who is the only sensible woman in government in Houston. <laughs> and because <laughs> nobody else is listening to her. Um, uh, and then finally, I'm going to say, I don't know her last name, but Cindy on the channel with Cindy on booktube <laughs> if you search it up you'll see but she's this like hilarious like um millennial asian woman who basically reviews books um and she's just really funny <laughs> she's really funny like I, I like her a lot um so check all of those people out belmars who is your last little list okay harriet tubman you know she had the underground railroad and freed the slaves all up to her old age and fun fact she was around the, alive around the same time as ronald reagan like her last three years on earth was ronald reagan's first three years on earth so history History. Um, Malala Yustafa, you one of the youngest people to receive the Nobel Prize Five. She won it because she wants girls to learn history, well, girls to read books and go to school. And the Taliban, for some reason, don't want it, so fuck them. Yeah. Um, Diana, Princess of Wales. I mean, she's a complicated figure because there's really no like good biography. I mean, she known for her empathy she really humanized people with aids because at the time people thinking oh you can get aids by touching people but here she is hugging kids and shaking people's hands who have aids and yes she had bulimia and pushed her old her stepmom down the stairs and but she had a lot of issues but she really humanized the royals yeah as one is want to do you know if you don't stepmothers are notoriously bad i'm just kidding well she did it as an adult and her <laughs> And her stepmom was old as hell, but it's complicated with the royals and British. Uh, Michelle Obama for everything she does, because being the one of the most educated first ladies and kind of being, um, I guess the first person I saw in the White House who has like a generation like descendants of slaves. No def uh, offense to Barack, but he's an immigrant versus Michelle Obama who's being descendants of American slaves. So her to achieve everything that she did is as fantastic Great. yeah for our our culture yeah okay Maya Angelou because I'm thinking on top of being like best friends with Oprah but her speeches kind of gave like a voice to like African Americans in the literature world um so reading some of her work so you won't get discounted uh Sojourner Truth I mean another black woman who fought for black women rights to vote because at the time a lot of white women who were fighting um for chance to vote they just only wanted for white women and not mm -hmm. all women so that still yeah. happens today yes <laughs> sally ride she's the first female astronaut and also the youngest astronaut to go up into space and go and on top of being the first one in space being first one without military experiences so also want to do it like that uh thank her and also rosalind franklin because anytime in biology we warn about the dna double helix uh we do mention rosalind franklin and also the two bastards <laughs> that took her stole uh, her work <laughs> and her credit yeah, because the guy who's still alive, he's saying a bunch of racist shit because he was saying that uh, uh, <laughs> libido and skin colors link with each other. 
um, and that black people are not as smart as white people and that that's why he could never find a good like bi black biologist. I'm thinking you don't try and find it hard enough because I think it's sociological reason. So thank you, Rosalind Franklin, who should get um, credit for the Nobel Prize of Science for discovering DNA. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, a couple of people, you reminded me, Dr. Macy Jemison, first black woman astronaut shout out to her because we're in houston nasa um <laughs> oh and i also want to add on to nichelle nichols she was the first representation of black women on tv who it wasn't a maid and she was like fourth in command speak multiple languages mm -hmm. and she was counted she also helped nasa give sally ride dr may jameson and other like black people um ways to get on NASA because NASA didn't know how to get like people of color or women in the NASA program and also doing the first interracial kiss on TV. And I guess also a fun fact, I'm thinking she inspired Whoopi Goldberg to act because she's thinking, oh, there's a black woman on TV who isn't a maid. So that inspired her to go into color purple along with like Oprah Winfrey and everyone that also inspired after Lupita Nyong'o saw color purple that inspired her to act as well so it's kind of like representation is important yes like i said earlier damn it like <laughs> and um ooh, last i want to like rapid fire thank these like athletes i'm gonna butcher her name i'm sorry uh surya borele um you would think that i would be able to say it because it's french and my first name is french but that's a lie um <laughs> she is a black figure skater um who <laughs> found a loophole in the rules by doing a backflip and landing on one foot and now they banned it because <laughs> because they're like how dare this black woman outsmart us but she was one of like uh she's a really great figure skater and we love her look her up it's a s-u-r-y-a B-O-N-A-L-Y, yes, French, beautiful. Um, and then we are another person who has had things banned because she's too good, Simone Biles. <laughs> <laughs> Literally out here changing the game and nobody knows what to do with themselves. They're like, oh my God, stop her. Um, and then the other Simone who doesn't get as much recognition, but is still very good is Simone Manuel. Both of them, she's the swimmer. She won... Did she win silver or if for swimming? What year was that? The she last? won two gold and two silvers, gold in a hundred meter freestyle and the four by ten medley, and silver and the fifty meter freestyle and the four by ten meter freestyle relay. Get it. And it's the first African American woman to win an individual gold in swimming and set an Olympic record and American record. Yes. Yeah. So and also um, Sugarland, so not that far away from us. It's all Houston, baby. That's right. Houston just produces gems. That's all I you need to know about us. Okay. Yes. Um, but all right, that that concludes our rapid fire uh ladies that need to be thanked we're gonna take a break mostly because i have to go to the bathroom and i want ice cream so <laughs> right back <laughs> all right we're back and now we're gonna play a game play some personality quizzes yes we are gonna figure out what kind of female character we would be in be like in a book or a movie. I'm so excited. <laughs> a BuzzFeed quiz called Which Cliche Female Character Are You by 
Anise for Dodges. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. It's French. And it's beautiful. <laughs> All right. First question. Who would play your part in a movie? And the what we have here is way too many white actresses. But Anne Hathaway, Kate Hudson, Zoe Deschanel, Jennifer Lawrence, Angelina Jolie, Octavia Spencer, Emma Stone, or Meryl Streep. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, shit, are we going to make it animated? Right? Like, if I feel like if Jennifer Lawrence was Black, like, then that would be me. Like, she would play me. But you're not going to, so the studio's like, hey, we're going to get Jennifer Lawrence for you. We're going to give her like a darkened skin tone. No, I just want somebody who's like, has the similar personality of like Jennifer Lawrence, but not white <laughs> and not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so like Zoe Saldana was on the option. I guess I'd go with Octavia Spencer. She has good range. She does have good range. I'll, I'll go with Jennifer Lawrence only because I feel like she matches me in personality. Mm. But not because it looks. Because obviously <laughs> none of these women match me as far as looks. Yeah. Um, okay, what's the second question about Mars? Okay, what would you do to the man in the movie? Of course there's a man. You didn't think they would make a movie with only a female characters, did you? Why not? Okay. So we have help him, seduce him, advise him, crush him, make him understand something about himself he never realized before, make him fall for you even though you're not his type, yell at him, or work for him. I'm gonna probably make him understand something about himself they never realized before. That is so sweet. I'm gonna crush him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because I enjoy, you know, just crushing men beneath the heels of my boots. <laughs> Let's move on. Where would your character live? We can't really tell y'all what these look like, but one has a pool. Why is one just a picture of a closet? I mean, those were really nice shoes. Right. All high heels, though, which I'm not here for. So I'm not picking that one. Um, one of them looks like a bachelor pad, like because the mattress is on the goddamn floor. I mean, um, if it's like a studio apartment, hell no. Right. One of them is like just a picture of a dining room. But it's like at a villa or some sort. Yeah. Another one is a picture of a kitchen and it's very modern looking. Lots of white. Um, another is just a picture of a bathtub. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't these all be in the same house? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure a picture of this kitchen and a picture of this bathtub could be in the same house. I mean, but at least um, the one with the kitchen looks like it's facing towards a beach. And the one in the bath is like facing towards a city. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were an exhibitionist, that'd be hot. Yeah, but you're probably like on the like the 12th floor. I mean, the only one's going to see you are like window wipers. Get it, window wiper high. <laughs> um, and then there's also a picture of a very nice looking ass house. And then a picture of I assume is a bedroom with a giant mirror. I'm not going for that shit either. Um, so... What are you picking, Belvars? I'm actually leaning towards the bathtub because I'm thinking it's a pretty nice luxury high-rise apartment mm -hmm. overlooking the city. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to pick the pool, even though I don't want to swim in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, what's the next question? The screenwriter really wants to emphasize that you are... Um, Okay, so we have a good shape. 
a dreamer, funny, angry, shy, ambitious, competitive, independent. Because hmm. uh, I'm debating between ambitious and a dreamer. I'm debating between ambitious and funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to go with... I would like to think of myself as funny, so I'm just going to go with funny, even though I know like some people don't get my humor. Yeah. I'm going to say ambitious. Yes, Belmar. Okay. What city would your movie take place in? New York, Paris, Rome, Los Angeles, London, San Francisco, Miami, or Stockholm? Hmm. Well, I'm debating between Los Angeles because that's where Insecure takes place and mm-hmm. I fucking love the book, but it's also hell expensive. But then also Miami. I mean, on one side, Miami's gorgeous, really diverse groups. Mm-hmm. But then also, that's where I think uh, Mauna Largo is. <laughs> that's true. Mauna Largo is, I think, somewhere near there. Hmm. New York huh but then if i go to like rome well if i go to stockholm i'll be the only black person there because i have to use african in london i mean Mokelo uh coella so there's a lot i guess first generation black people there thinking oh i'm from like ghana my family's from ghana or nigeria and different countries so i'm just waiting on my options paris huh I know I'm kind of thinking of Paris as well, but only because I want to hear people say my name in French. (laughs) Yes, like, how do you pronounce it? (laughs) But then again, let's see, but I think Trump is worse than Ted Cruz and we're from Houston. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, girl. I think I'm going to pick Paris. I'm going to go with Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Next question. What's the most important thing for you? Love, friendship, individuality, fun, justice, happiness, honesty, your career. Hmm. Hmm. I'm debating between friendship and I like fun though. Also, like happiness. Me too. And also love. Because for me, love comes in different forms, and it's not just romantic love. Right. I like to think of friendship, love, and familial love. Mm-hmm. So really, you could have love encompass friendship. Right. Mm-hmm. Then honesty. I guess would it be too much of a drama if I have too much honesty? right like sometimes you don't want people to be honest with you keep that shit to yourself (laughs) it also depends how they say honesty like you stink versus you should take better care of yourself or something like that Um, individuality eh. that's true i mean justice well if i'm probably i think hmm i know this is hard I think I'll go with happiness. Okay. I'm going to go with 
small, man. I'm gonna go with love. Okay. Okay. Choose a white heterosexual male love interest. Is the movie's heading the other time? Wait a second. This girl is actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a stereotypical movie. Like you have too much black people. At least need one white person. How about your love interest? Okay. So the options we have are Ryan Gosling, Adam Driver, Colin Firth, Patrick Dempsey, Joaquin Phoenix, Zach Efron, probably actually I'd probably just spend time with my cats. I don't have time for love. I need to focus on my career. Um I have to tell you none of these people appeal to me. <laughs> well, I do enjoy Adam Driver <laughs> cuz I, mean, I remember him in Black Klansman in the Star Wars series mm-hmm. and then also that one clip of him with um Daniel Radcliffe as a romantic call. I mean, some of these guys do look too old so am I like sleeping with my boss? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm looking at Colin first and I'm like Sir, I'm pretty sure you're old enough to be my dad. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sleep with you. Zach Efron does look tan. I remember him from High School Musical. Yeah, I think, like, I would either pick, um, I, mm, I'm not going to pick cats because I'm allergic to cats. Um, Unless it's a hairless cat, like a sphinx cat. True. But still, no. <laughs> um... I think I would choose between Adam or Zach. Let's see. Mm. There's something sexy about Zach Efron in this picture. Maybe it's like the, the velvet behind his head. <laughs> it looks like a fucking headboard or some shit. Yeah. There's a meeting in my bedroom. <laughs> well, I guess I'm choose Zach Efron. I think I'm going to agree with you and choose Zac Efron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Belmar, the next color. Color. Oh. So they have... Uh, Go you ahead. have purple? Well, mine doesn't appear as purple. I think I see, like... Maybe because I'm in night mode on my phone. Mm, that would be why. Whoa, wait. What the hell? Hold your phone again? Bro, that don't even... Well, it kind of matches. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Because the purple looks like blue. <laughs> It does look like blue on your phone. That's crazy. And then the yellow kind of looks like a brown. Well, actually, if I can't have purple, let's see. I think I'll go with red. Because mm-hmm. red also looks good on me. I like, I'm going to pick this um awkward color. Okay. Right. What's your dream job? Reporter? So, no. <laughs> fashion model? Musician? Judge, bookseller, lawyer, selling organic candles, or fashion designer. What the fuck is selling organic candles for? Um, I would probably pick between reporter, musician, or bookseller. Hmm. <laughs> Here I am being vague, considering fashion model or fashion designer. Yes, do it. I guess I do fashion model. Okay, I'm gonna pick musician. <laughs> Ooh, what'd you get? Okay, I got you got the devilish brunette. Oh man, you are brunette and popular and a real nuance nuisance. But wow, you're so brunette. 
You may be a cheerleader or a publisher or whatever, but your real purpose is to make life difficult for the angelic blonde hero of the movie. You may petty remark or try to steal her guy or do whatever you can to be unbearable. But of course, we all eventually really uh, realize underneath that icy exterior, you're actually pretty cool. Aw, yay, Bill Mars! <laughs> so I'm a bitch for the first half of the movie. <laughs> I'll root for you, no matter what. I got the cool girl, which never has happened to me in my life. <laughs> and my picture is of Mila Kunis. Wait, who did you get for your picture? Uh, I guess, I think she's from Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that girl is. Probably because she was the bitch of the movie and nobody remembered her name. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I got the cool girl. You're a cool girl who loves to have fun with her male friends, play video games, eat pizza, etc. All while maintaining a size two figure and looking super cute. These are all lies. <laughs> <laughs> you often say that you'd rather hang out with guys than girls because it's way less drama and all your friends secretly dream of sleeping with you. Oh man, you do, Belmars? You do. <laughs> With all your male friends. All my male friends secretly want to have sex with me. I knew it. I knew it. Oh my God. That was great. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's go back. Okay. There's a quiz that said, What female character trope are you? On, on youquiz.com. Okay, quiz introduction. Women can't have dimensions, so what narrow trope do you fit in? You don't have to be a woman. You can't have a personality. Sorry to just spell mistakes. I'm just gay. <laughs> this is stupid and I love it. <laughs> okay, I entered my name. Let's start the quiz. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's 18 questions. We'll go through these quickly. Okay, first. Have one. you ever impulsively cut or dyed your hair? Okay. I well, I only did it once, <laughs> but I guess for the most part, I don't really think about my hair because I'm the same hairstyle for the last three weeks. <laughs> I put, I know I'd mess up if I try to cut it myself, so I get professionally done. Every time I've had a haircut, it's been from a salon because... This girl is not about to have herself looking stupid in these streets that are not open, but are still streets. <laughs> yeah, there's still Zoom. So I actually prefer to get a professional cut because I decided this year, 2021, I need to be more, take care of more of my hair. So I'm going to go get it trimmed and then do my long ass hairstyles. I mean, because I'm lazy and I love the look of braids and everything else. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'm thinking about getting a bang. too you have a favorite food pizza bitch expect me to pick one whatever's nearby when i'm hungry candy can i say candy something fancy i would say you expect me to pick one because one moment i love pizza and then i love burgers and then i love pho and then i love sushi Mm -hmm. these are all true statements (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i can go from anywhere cheap like mcdonald's to something more expensive like oh i want the flaming mignon wrapped in a wrap exactly wrapped in the mold remember that hanzo that place we went to oh yeah that's sweet bra that shit was expensive but it was good 
was. The drinks were good and had like a little cute cup. I put it on my Instagram, probably re-put it up. That's right, because everybody needs to see how fancy we are. Mm. Next, are you gay? I'm going to put maybe. Some question mark. Because a friend of mine quotes me like, are you bisexual? Because I am pretty flirty with people. Thinking, maybe. Shit. I mean, I've mostly been with uh, people of the male gender, but if probably experiment if Verizon worked out. I still love you, babe. (laughs) Um, A lot of people have asked me if I'm a lesbian. But I'm bi-curious, just in case everybody wanted to know that about me. You're welcome. Um, Next. Pick a cheesy movie I unironically like. Top Gun, Flight Club, Rocky Horror, Picture Show, What the Hell, Are These, I Like Books Better, Pretty Women, Awesome Powers. Hmm. I'm going to say I like books. and do. I books. actually like Awesome Powers. Get it. Yes, and dare I say, gold member was Beyonce's best role. Yes, Beyonce. It's gold, it's gold. Foxy Cleopatra. Pick Pick a a quote one of my friends have said. These are funny. I'm looking for someone who's in tune with their emotions and also maybe face cream. Why is Norman Bates so sexy? You fall from heaven because it looks like you fell from heaven. I go through life like a Buddhist monk, always in the moment because I forget what I was doing before. I actually like that one. The last one. Why is Norman Bates so sexy? Who is a serial killer, for the people who don't know. Of course you would pick the one that about the serial killer, Bell Mars. Except I don't find them sexy. I just find the quote funny. The quote is funny. Okay next did you have an emo face bitch i'm still in my emo face i'm too pretty no but i was a horse girl warrior cat skin would pretend i was a werewolf we don't talk about it yes and i'm fucking proud <laughs> i mean i guess as deep as i went to the emo phase that i went into is like i love lincoln park and panning at the disco i mean does that count like i'm like but that would mean like because like when we were in middle school all the bands were popular, like Linkin Park, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, um, Evanescence. Evanescence. Like, so everybody was going through a fucking emo face in middle school. Because that was what was popping. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm fucking proud of it. Because in the end, it doesn't even matter because I've become so numb. That's right. I tried so hard and got so far. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, <laughs> even though I don't feel like I had one. How do you think people perceive you? Be honest. Sweet, kind, a bit naive, scary, sexy, shy, and a nerd. Huh. Because I can't come off a bit scary. Well, because I come off a bit strong sometimes, I guess. Um, I guess shy and a nerd if I don't really know anyone. My like then- default is usually to be nice. So I think people usually think I'm sweet. Although, I think some people think I'm intimidating, though, because, like Megan the Stallion, I'm tall, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> sometimes I have a resting bitch face if I'm thinking too hard, and so I think people are like, ooh, let me not go up to that girl. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember, but also I remember when I buy joke, people are like, wow, your friend, your tall friend's really nice, and she's really cool. I'm thinking, I guess, 
on first impressions one thing but i guess once you get to know me it's something else mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like i'm gonna say sweet yeah i agree sweet and kind okay are vampires sexy belmar uh, let's see the options are yes no gross are we talking about like twilight vampires no no they are not or i fuck dracula or i mean i can't say no to a nice suit in a gothic ca- i mean yeah i can't say no to a nice suit in a gothic castle same um why would i do that you have a whole hot castle take me bitch what um <laughs> pick a song my friends make fun of me for liking <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the Black to Parade. You. Not not never gonna give you up. <laughs> I actually love that song. And Rick Ashley can sing. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let. Heat of the moment. I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Sweet Caroline. Ocean Avenue in bloom. Put your head on my shoulder. What are any of these? <laughs> well, because I do like put your head down. Put your head down, put your head. Oh, or is that a different one? Wait, it might be. Wait, Wait I don't I know. Think... Paul Anka? Do I know the song? Look that up. Listen, because I'm thinking of the Tony, Tony, Tony song that goes, lay your head on my pillow. And that's not the same. <laughs> that's a totally oh, different genre. <laughs> oh, I think it's a classic one. I'm sorry, there's an ad, everyone. I'm just gonna cover this because uh fuck YouTube. Oh, this one. Oh mm. okay. Put I know that song. Yeah. Put your head on my shoulder. Oh yeah, wasn't that the black light challenge on TikTok? Yes, the TikTokers used the, the hell out of that song. Okay. I think I love never gonna give you up. I'm going to pick Welcome to the Black Parade because I will, like, if that song comes on, I will turn it up to the maximum and I'll be like that kid in the meme that's screaming at the top of his lungs. Like that black kid is like, ah. Oh, is that the one that was tricking his Nigerian parents? Like, ah. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to put Never Gonna Give You Up. Mm-hmm. Pick a thing that would make me instantly fall in love with someone. Blue hair, plays drums, has a sword. They just look gay. <laughs> we'll have a philosophical debate with me. Kind to animals. I'm gonna pick philosophical debate. I'm gonna pick kind to animals. Oh, that's nice. I love a good debate. Animals are nice. They can feel in age. But I understand some people are allergic to them. I mean, if I get like a pet turtle or something me tortuga next would you rather be stupid but hot be smart but average what do you mean would i rather i am smart but average same (laughs) (laughs) i'm neither stupid nor hot (laughs) dummy (laughs) pick an actually decent piece of media i was obsessed with um dick dirk i said dick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was big too. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, Good Omens, the Percy Jackson series, Star Wars. Wow, what are any of these? I don't know the first two, but I do know Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson and Star Wars. I like Percy Jackson. It is based off of Greek mythology. 
And I fucking love Greek mythology. <laughs> I actually like Star Wars, and this is Star Wars movies, not the new ones. The new ones I have such a gripe with because I'm thinking the only person, like the main character, female Ray, she's hella overpowered. She's been called a Mary Sue. Broken. And then the black guy, um, uh, like one that plays Finn, John Boyega. I mean, they kind of keep like reducing his role. Originally, he's supposed to be like a major character, but then they reduce him. The one Hispanic guy who's supposed to be the main character, they kind of make him like a space drug dealer um, by being a spice runner. Bruh, like literally they're playing out stereotypes before your very eyes. (laughs) And of course, it didn't protect the actress that played Rose Tico better because she was like shame or I guess digitally harassed off of social media so I think Disney could have defended her better Disney 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 step it up damn it yeah so I guess Star Wars I guess the first one through six was actually pretty good all right next pick an objectively kind of bad tv series I was obsessed with Merlin Sherlock psych he-man what the fuck are these (laughs) i mean sherlock i think the last season sucks so much ass now this is the sherlock from bbc right yeah okay yeah they pull like so much shit out of their ass like his wife was uh evil like uh watson's wife was evil agent and then she wasn't and then she was and then she wasn't and then also sherlock uh, had an older sister that was eviler and smarter than him who like he had a suppressed memory they forgot about that she killed her dog and ended up that was a suppressed memory that wasn't true he asked she actually killed her his best friend as a kid and he and she's like smarter than everything and Moriarty is like gay obsessed with Sherlock and caused all the crime but yet died immediately so it sucks ass for Sherlock I don't know how to feel about any of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because the guy, Stephen Moffat, I mean, he's great at buildup, but he sucks at payoff. Mm, fair. Because like all of that that you just said, I was like, why are all of the females <laughs> villains? I don't understand <laughs> what is happening. Yeah, gonna- and then he also outsmarted uh, the Lestrade um oh no Irene Adler because in the original Sherlock story she's the only woman that outsmarted him but in the end Sherlock still got a way up above her so that kind of cheesed me off yeah Yeah. let Irene have her her day in the sun (laughs) but I actually like psych it's a good pleasure I mean a buddy cop Interesting. I have not technically seen any of these except parts of Merlin because my dad watched it like last year. It is it was definitely filmed in like with a low budget and like in a different time. But I still thought that it was was, was pretty good. I mean, like, though, like at one point, like spoiler, like Merlin gets together with like Gwendolyn or whatever, like. Mm -hmm. And but like the whole entire time, like there are so many memes that are circulating around that it's just like he should have got together with Merlin because they had more <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. 
This one is a bit niche, but pick a movie directed by Edgar Wright. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Baby Driver. Who the fuck is Edgar Wright? <laughs> I seen three of these things. I actually saw Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and a little bit of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So I guess two and a half of these answers. I've seen the only one of these I've seen is Scott Pilgrim versus the world all the way through. And I liked it. Like, I don't like I've heard about baby driver. I think most of these got good reviews. Like, yeah. I don't think uh, any of these, cause I've heard of all these, but I've only seen Scott Pilgrim. So I'm going to pick Scott. Cause that's the only one I know. Which I mean, you? hot fuzz. I thought was pretty funny. I especially like this one joke. He went to a bar and he saw this kid drink like how when's your birthday? February 12th, what year? Every year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love precocious children. <laughs> go, go. So I'll pick Hot Fuzz. All right. Next, what do you fear most? Bro, what the hell? We were talking about movies. Being forgotten, being out of control, being alone, not being enough. <laughs> hmm. uh, so I do like the first funny answer, I guess not being enough uh yeah i'm like between that one and being forgotten hmm i'm thinking i'm gonna being forgotten and i won't talk about why because this is not what this podcast is for today if we're not ayana fix my life that's right we'll have a therapy podcast some other time what do you want or do you let others do you do what you want? I was like, what? Or do you let <laughs> others take the lead? I do what I want when I want. I go with the flow. I'm terrified that if I rock the boat, people will hate me. I mostly go with the flow. Which is great because I do what I want when I want. <laughs> See, that's why we're on a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> because I am bossy as fuck and Belmars is the only person that puts up with me. <laughs> Next. Do you care about how you look? I like to look presentable. If I don't make old people disapprovingly shake their heads when you walk by, what's the point? <laughs> I don't really care. I care a lot. Um, um, well, for me, I mean, right now, I really don't care since I've been indoors almost all day. Um, me too. I guess I like to look presentable at least. I guess when I have to go out or I know I'm going out, I always want to look halfway presentable. Me too. I same, 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 same. I don't make the elders upset with my appearance, but what can I say? Something be neat about the anonymity of me. Have no idea who you are yet. You can say wherever the hell you want. Say something if you like, or just key smash. I won't judge. Edit. You quiz each your response so I can't read them. Angry face. Scream into the void. So if you need to scream into the void, go ahead. If you want to tell me something anonymous message or turn on on my Tumblr, I'm thinking funny quiz. I just key smashed. Although in my key smashed, I managed to spell the word growth. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Boop, next. What did you get? I got the cool girl. Wow, you got what I got last time. <laughs> I like you read yours first. Okay, I got beautiful all along, and I got some white girl that looks like she's from the Breakfast Club. 
I could be wrong though. Your appearance probably doesn't fit in with what people describe as normal. That could, that's, that's probably true. You're tired of getting disapproving glances from the grandparents or comments of, oh, but your hair looks so much better before. I, that never happens to me. Grandparents <laughs> love me. Honey, I'm here to tell you you are beautiful no matter how you dress or do your makeup. And don't you dare change yourself to look how other people think you should. Seriously, Allison looks so much better before the makeover. And you do too. And don't be afraid to be considered a nerd. Nerds fucking rock. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I got the cool girl. I'm guessing this is Donna from the 70s show. Yes. Like, how are you pretty all the time? What's your secret? Though it looks like fun in the media. You're you're off that ab. You're probably gotten some flack for being more masculine presenting. That's true. You're probably some former queen or a hardcore. I'm not like other girls phase. Um, yeah, a little bit in middle school. Right. Yeah, don't let people be mean to you just because they think you can take it. You deserve kindness and softness, too. Thank you. Yay, Belmars! Good job. You're beautiful all along, Nikki Alley. Thank you. I knew it. I knew I was pretty. All these people lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap it up, friends, because... I've had Bill Mars on here for almost three hours. <laughs> um, a little bit of was pre-planning. Yes, a little bit of it was pre-planning, which is uh, my own fault because I was like, I was not prepared. But next week is religion. And know that this, all week, I will be just writing shit for this, for this coming. Yeah, so I'm going to do some research too because I remember seeing one uh, podcast topic for Harriet um, where they talk about the effects of the black church on people. I'm thinking I'm not enough deep dives on it. I can't wait. Seriously, I can't wait for us to have a debate about religion. I love that. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody be safe. Get your shots. If you could. And <laughs> to be all honestly, if you're afraid about microchips, it's not really microchips. <laughs> And besides, we all have a microchip on us. It's called a goddamn cell phone. I was about to say, I was like, you're already being tracked. They don't have to track you through your body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Um, wear your masks. Um, still, even if you get, that doesn't, you're not exempt just because you get a shot, y'all. Like, keep yeah, wearing your mask. You can still get infected and still pass on to people who are not. So if you're able to get a shot, please go register. Um, since I'm based in Texas, uh, what I did is I went through the Harris County and you can get your shot through there. But a lot of the counties in Texas, I know are not region long. So you can probably go to like the next county over like Fort Bend or Galveston or different areas to get a shot and probably pay attention to your state or your country. Because I know we have some listeners overseas, so I'm not sure how it works, but probably find your guess government database like we have the cdc i'm not sure what you guys have in uk like nhs and probably get your vaccines mm-hmm. but stay safe regardless everyone wear um, your mask wash your hands yes please wash your hands don't be nasty um and if you're gonna go through a whole phase like i'm thinking about going through a whole phase vet your people okay <laughs> <laughs> vet them <laughs> i mean unless you don't mind being a side host so i'm guessing personally just stay away from married men unless you're into that <laughs> yeah like unless that's your thing then uh, don't do it but also don't do it just because like 
don't hurt that girl. You wouldn't want to be in her situation. So yeah, I mean, we might clown Derek Jackson some more. <laughs> Right, like, oh my gosh, we will probably get off this phone and still be clowning Derek Jack. My God. Um. Anyway, everybody, have a good week. Follow us on social media. Yes, but you can follow me on my Snapchat. I really don't do much on Snapchat. Um, you can follow uh, Belinda Mars twenty five forty five. My Instagram is Lady. My hand. Lady, Lady underscore blurred ninety four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at Nikki Alley Muse N I K K I A L I M U S E on both platforms, I believe. Um, and if it isn't, if you just start typing Nikki Alley, I'll probably pop up. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. I mostly just post trash ass opinions on Twitter. And on Instagram, I post memes and tag Bell Mars in them. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us. Um, but yeah, everybody have a good week. Um, and we'll see you next week where we are basically going to be bashing God's word. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.